Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident spider anarchist of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm, I'm like the opposite of an anarchist, though. <laughs> Should have said, like, spider capitalist, <laughs> spider laissez-faire, economic policy. Yeah, I went full irony on this Yeah, one. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sitting over there with all your white privilege. Yes, the spider, I mean, you know, libertarian, maybe. You can be whichever spider uh, version you want to be, mate. Mm. How are you? What have you been up to? I've been hanging out, dude. Just uh, honestly, I've been doing a lot of stuff that you told me not to do. Oh, wow. Watching a lot of things you told me not to watch. Wow. I don't Who know why. I, I guess like I just don't care for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we have a podcast together, but he gave you multiple recommendations. I said, fuck you. It's the polar opposite doing of this yes anyway. and theory. It's like, yes. it's like, no why. It's the George Costanza, what Tommy <laughs> says, do the opposite. And why Why would you do that to me, Dia? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand why you hate me so much. To be fair, it was mostly Gail's fault. Very interesting. What have you been up to in life, buddy? In life, I have... What have I been doing? You know what? I said that to you then, and my brain just went completely dead. I'm like, I don't feel like I've done anything for, like, the last two weeks. I'm actually trying Tops. to think of what I've done. Well, we're it? obviously saving, because we're going away to New Zealand for yeah. a week, so there's a lot of stuff you can do. But one thing we didn't talk about a couple of weeks ago was that it was my birthday, and we oh, had yes, 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 a yes. lot of fun going and eating way too much food. Yes. Honestly, that's mostly what I've been way doing. Too much food. Just eating a lot of food to the point where I downloaded a calorie counter app because <laughs> I was such a whale last weekend. I mean, dude, we did. We had like oh steaks, God, duck. Then the next day we had pancakes in the morning. We had with an egg McMuffin. The egg McMuffin was the best browns. part. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I ate a lot last week. Happy Field in Haberfield, by the way, for anyone in Sydney, you need to check that place out. I actually out. want it right now. I really want it right now as well. Could you, yeah. might, could you imagine if you get on Uber Eats all the way over here? Yeah, I'd have it every friggin' week. I'm seeing a movie tonight with my partner in the theater, so back-to-back theater nights. Damn. And uh, the place we always used to go, she just informed me, is closed. Oh, the steak place? Yeah. What? Apparently it's closed down. Well, that's a nightmare. Yeah, that's a bummer. You just have to go to the chocolate place next door and eat all the chocolate. I was going to go to the Chinese place and get some of those. uh, What do you call the soup dumplings? Oh, they're good. Yeah, I never know what they're called. They call them soup dumplings. Do they get it? They figure it out? Because that's what I want. I want just like a plethora of those. Anyway, so I haven't done much. My favorite dumpling of all time, please tell me yours, is Xiaolongbao, which I've probably butchered. But like they're the ones, and in my what you're talking about. That is it. Xiaolongbao. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, Yeah. that's my favorite. I love them. Anyway, I'm jealous of your Queenstown trip. Favorite place in the world. Queenstown. Really? That's it's like there up there. Top three at least. I want I would have liked to have done a bit of skiing while we we're over. This is the most white bread conversation of all but time. But you're going Jesus. in summer. No, it's winter. Is it winter? Yeah, it's winter. I've only been in summer. Right now I really it's want to go in winter. <laughs> it is winter. We don't have time, unfortunately. We yeah. I wanted to fit a day in, but the partners got me like a birthday treat, shall we say? Mm. Which is takes up the day we would have liked to have tried to hit up the, the slope. So yeah. that's fine. We're doing stuff. We're having a good time. Hey, look, guys, if you want to hear us bunch about our weeks, feel three, free, feel three, feel, feel three, three to stick around. Feel three feel, to fly. Feel free to stick around. If you don't want to, though, there will be time codes in the description where you can jump to our main topic, which I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably one of the best things we'll speak about all year. So I'm excited to talk about that with you, DL. Yeah, I know. It's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we have such a good banter that we deserve a five-star review. Always. I've, I've been told by... <laughs> Others that listen to the podcast. So listen and you probably give us didn't a give us a five star review, so they should do it yeah, too. Please do share the pod. Five stars. Uh, yeah, if you know anyone who likes this kind of geeky stuff, hit them up, send it over. 
classic like that hot hot potato dia i like to talk about I every love, week you love a hot potato <laughs> especially when it's baked with sour cream and cheese no wonder you're away last week yeah well i didn't get that <laughs> i should have uh what have you been watching man what's, yeah what's been what on the have, docket what have you been up to buddy what's been happening i could tell you a couple of things a couple of fun things the first one's a bit random i'm not gonna lie it's not really in our geeky sphere the type of thing we normally talk about it's fine but i was kind of sad there the other day and you know when you're just flicking through and you're like i'd want something totally out of left field completely different to what i normally would watch and i noticed on stan i believe it was which is uh one of our mainstream services in australia mm. that they have this movie which i've wanted to watch for ages uh, it's kind of a movie documentary around uh bodybuilding in the 80s it's called pumping iron now pretty much anyone who has any interest in bodybuilding has probably seen this mm. it kind of loosely follows arnold schwarzenegger's like fifth i think it's fifth attempt at winning Mr. Universe, Jesus. which I think is really ironic, right? Because they don't allow people in from other other places in the universe, do they? Like, come on. It's mi- <laughs> your face right now. <laughs> I just, you know, it's can't like, imagine just spending re- any time watching something like it this. It just reminds me of that episode of Futurama where they do Miss Universe and it's like all <laughs> the different aliens from across. But I find it really interesting. And like the whole fact that like it sort of takes you through his main competitors, the people he believes are like the closest to him. And how he just, like, takes the piss out of them constantly is fascinating. Really right, Arnold? Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a dick to everyone all around. But, like subtle, mm. like, subtle jabs, like, making them feel like shit about themselves. So, like, when they finally go up on stage, they don't think they're as good as he thinks he is. It's great. Really interesting. Mm. There's, like, a great story about him when he was doing, I think, the Predator movie. And he was on with Jesse, Jesse Ventura, who's an old wrestler. And he asked the uh, the the people the tailoring department mm. to tell Jesse Ventura that his arms were bigger than all the short sneakers to make him feel great. So when he then actually did the measuring next to him, they found out Arnold's were way bigger. It like crunched his like self confidence. Oh what my god! Dick. The fact that he thinks though that that's gonna fuck with a bunch oh, of people. I mean, maybe that profile of person. Like, well, exactly. I, like he was a pro wrestler, yeah, so obviously. But like, like sure, dude. You but mean... like, it's the weirdest dick swinging contest of all time, yeah, right? Like, really wh- is. what is what does this mean? <laughs> what have you been up to, buddy? What have you been doing? A fuck. Uh, I have watched the finale of Yellow Jackets for season two. Damn! Don't tell me a thing. Why would you say this? Uh, because I did watch it. Thanks, That's man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's it's really good. It's you know what I'll say this. I'm not gonna say anything about Yellow Jackets. I but think you are saying something about Yellow anything Jackets. Anything that. Like would really, you're still gonna watch it. You still should watch it. Well, yeah, I I would say the first season was perfectly executed mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like what they've done with the second season where they got there, where they got to. Okay, I there's a few moments where I didn't like how it was executed. Yeah, you said that last week. Yeah, just did I? Am I repeating yeah. myself? Kinda. That's oh, all right. Sorry, but I can give you an updated view. So we actually powered yeah. through a bunch of episodes. We got through about five we're on season seven episode seven now something Mm. and the one minor criticism i have is that it's very protracted in the episodes as in like that i feel like they're all too long isn't that a uh isn't that just like a drawn out isn't that just like a tool you use in grade school? There is a protractor, yes. That is a thing. <laughs> Different. They're almost too drawn out for me. Like, as in, I feel they could cut some of the stuff, which is, mm. I don't know, the the chick in a room staring at a bag of cocaine for five minutes. I don't, like, that's not adding to a character. We know she's she's a former addict. Nah, it's like, I disagree. I think, I, I'm, I think be, it's I'm like being the, really specific, too specific yeah. here. I just think they're too, like, and one thing the partner says, and she's she's big into it right now, but she is like, this is too long. 
Like the episodes, you get to a point, you go, this is a good point to end. And it goes on for another 20 minutes. I don't agree. I enjoy all those episodes. Okay. And in fact, I think sometimes in the later seasons, they don't do enough small moments between characters. Okay. So it's kind of just feels like everyone's, there's always suddenly some big thing happening. And it's like, I would have liked a little more time between these two characters interacting to understand, how, like have some background in like how they're going to react to this big situation. But That's fine. I, I got to admit, I'm a little polar opposite to that. Like it just yeah. like really good. Not going to complain about it in any, in any way, really just the, I think the thing I'm noticing most about this is so like the thing that I'm, th the point that I thought they would get to at the end of this series is where it starts, right? Which mm. is them all with the horns on and effectively being cannibals. Well, you basically get a, like you get a preview of it. You don't really see much. Yeah, yeah what I'm saying is you get that going. flash. Yeah, yeah. What, what I'm what my assumption was like, and and the assumption I the reason I take assumptions is because like there's no guarantee this show was going to get a second, third, fourth season when it was being created. Yes. So what you want to do is you want to loop back around and finish where you start, right? That's good storytelling. But where they are on we're on episode eight. And they're like nowhere near that. As in like they're still pally pally. Then they're nowhere near the Lord of the Flies stuff right now. Nowhere near. And one of them just got bitten by a wolf or something and ended up dying. And it's like I feel like there's too much to cram into three episodes to get them to that point. But why do you think they're gonna get to that point at the end of the season? But that was what I was saying before. Like yeah. good storytelling, not knowing that you're gonna get a second, third, fourth season, whatever it is, knowing just going in with the view of we only have one shot at this. We can get one season in. You would think they're not going to show you something that's wildly out of context of what you're going to see. I think that uh, your your point stands that good storytelling, you're getting to an outcome. I think you're just jumping a couple steps. You don't just go from crash to like full deer but cult. That's what, <laughs> there's, the, there's, a, is, there's a step this, in between. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's like, a step I, in between. I feel like that either... Either the bit of them in the forest needed to be... You need to see more of the future stuff. They need to jump forward little bits here or there. Or don't show us that bit at the beginning. You know, make it something different. Make it like the end, the end spot they're at at the end of the I season. I think they're telegraphing the story that you're going to see in the progression to that point. Like how do civilized people progress to that point? Compli and, yeah. And the end of, you know, one season might not be that. Because like they, you know, you, you may not get the second season, but you're hoping for it the end of that season is one step towards that progression or something like it, by seasons, if that makes sense. Mm. I think you're thinking about this. Like it's only single season of television. They all, they've said they knew they wanted four. Mm. They didn't know if they'd get them. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that part, which yeah. is, which is interesting context, but what if they didn't get a second season? How, like, like, that's like you've just got this though. bit at the beginning where they're like all like horny and shit, and that's weird things. Say <laughs> they've got all the, the deer horns on and stuff. And it's like, well, dude, you're going to finish. You'll get context. Finish. Interesting. Yeah. interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, I've been up to a couple of other bits this week. I've obviously been carrying on with Zelda. Oh my God, that game is huge. Oh my God, that game is great. How do you Still, have time? I don't. That's the problem. I literally squeeze it in. Anyone I work with who listens to this, please don't repeat this. I squeeze it in when I'm one of those long two ass two hour calls where, you know, you're not really paying attention. <laughs> it's like an enablement on something you don't really care about. And yeah. you're like, mm, Zelda. I just don't even join those anymore. <laughs> man i tell you geez like the ones you have to be on i'm yeah. like all right i'm here and we uh yeah that's how i fit in any playing on it or but do you the evening do you thing. feel like you make any progress no never ever <laughs> so so my uh my colleague at work he he was talking to me actually we talking about yesterday right mm -hmm. and i asked him like oh what are you up to and he's like i finished it i was like what do you mean you finished it? it's been out a week he's like yeah he's done like 200 of the shrines he's finished it he's what else did he do he told me he'd done 
He done something else that was. Is oh, he, he is he so, single? So no, he's, he's married with two goddamn <laughs> kids. And so, like the map in this one, you might know this from the trailers. It's over three levels, right? So mm. you've got the sky level, you've got the main one again, which is the same, and then you've got like the bottom the, level is not the is, subterranean. Is like, that level. was like not announced at all before the right. game came out. Okay, yeah. well that's in there, right? Yeah. And he was saying he's effectively done. Well, he's done all the map, right? Obviously, he's done almost all of the sky stuff there's like one little thing he hasn't done and then he's now doing the subterranean stuff and i'm like bro i turn this game on i get to the next shrine and then i have to turn it off because i don't have enough time to play i'm like how do you do this yeah do you ever sleep probably not probably not man like jeez, yeah. like i don't know how he does it apparently literally. like there's a new record set for that where like the, somebody beat the game in under an hour stop it which is like i guess if you just like ran at each point what a waste though I guess that's a speedrunning thing. A lot of the speedrunners, they like glitch the game and stuff. Like, it's not fun to watch. I watched a speedrun of, I think it was Elden Ring a while ago. It's not fun to watch. Are the speedruns for games that are meant to be speedrun? 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 Speedrun. Speedrun. For like, like Resident Evil rewards you for beating the game faster with like unlockables. Right, okay. So it's like, and those games can be, they're, they're big, but they're not like open world. Interesting. So uh, I like I can watch some of that because I'm like, damn, that's interesting. How'd you beat that boss with like a knife? Okay. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. You skipped all the gun upgrades. Like, yeah. whoa. But like, you know, I guess it's the same thing in Zelda. But it's an open world game. Like, it's not I mean, a, Elden Ring's the same though, right? It's not right? about like, that. No. And it's, it's always this thing where you yeah. press like, you go to this one certain spot and then you do like drop a certain through, movement. And you just drop through the level. And then you literally <laughs> like glitch to the next yeah. minute. It's like, well, what was the point? Like, yeah. You've not done any of the game. <laughs> anyway, what's your, what's your last thing you've done, buddy? Uh, what have I done? So all the things I teased. Uh, F- Flight 487. We, we started watching that even though you told me not to. Which was that? The Malaysian Flight Oh, yeah, Malaysian, Malaysian Airlines. Um, that's not bad at all I quite liked it I know I think but you told me like if you've already been down the rabbit hole and you're not learning anything new which yeah. so far seems to be the case yeah, you're not uh, really. this is 40 watched anyway despite your recommendation what do is not watch wrong it. with you do you want to hurt yourself it was very 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 dysfunctional that family totally um as in, well, there is funny parts though. Yeah, there are. But can we just yeah. talk about that for a minute? Like, I never saw the ending of that film, and I'm never going to. I don't think I did either. How did you get through it? Then we got to like the last 20 minutes, and we like I'm sure we will finish it. Maybe that's we, what we did. We turned it off for the last 20 minutes. Like they were. I just remember they were like watching the show together, and I'm pretty sure it was going to be this happy ending where like he goes and's like, you know, he's unsigned, and he like is going to go try and sign him, and it was going to be like, but right. I, was, I just knew it was coming, and I turned it yeah, off. Yeah, but yeah. then the coolest thing I've been watching and finished since the last time we spoke, I burned through it the last like week and a half. Yeah, this is why this way you could fit Zelda in, right? Nineteen twenty-three. Oh yeah, you were keen. Well, I think that. I did watch a couple episodes last week. You've like, seen a couple. Fuck, it's look, it's How not many episodes. Is it, I think it's eight. Okay, they're hour long though. No, it's not. Yeah, that's eight hours of your life, yeah, buddy. It's pretty big. Burned. I mean, there was one night where I just stayed up from like 10 to 2 a.m. and just <laughs> watched it because I couldn't sleep. I physically sleep. can't do that. I like, I had some edible and I couldn't sleep and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, we're, we're going live. We're here now. Yeah. This is where we live. That's fun, man. Yeah, what's the what's the go? It's just like a really good, look, I love a Western. It's a Western. It's about, a, you know, a family in Montana. Montana. Protecting their ranch. And it's, I mean, it's actually set in Africa too. One of the sons is out there and he's like on, a, on like, he's a hunter out there. He's Righto. like, it's just, look, it's good. There's good actors in it that I hadn't realized like that are new to me. Um, there's parts that are not as good, but mostly it's good. Solid eight. Solid eight. Solid okay. eight. Better than Aquaman. That's what you say. Definitely. Solid. Yeah. A solid eight. And the last thing, oh, I'll tell you the last thing I did then as we're here, I watched, rewatched, 
the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Now, after we talked about it the other week, I've had a jonesing, like like an overwhelming urge to rewatch this goddamn movie really? just because of the music, because of the vibe, like and I think there's a there's a there's a scene in is it Endgame? Endgame where you see Quill in that first bit where he's dancing and singing along to to yeah. Redbone. Ah man, that film's so good. I'd forgotten how great it was. The bit at the end where they're like a little bit of something good or something bad, a little bit of both. Like it's yeah, just it's good for sure. I've seen it a lot though. So I've well, you know what it, you know what it made me think. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, same. But you know what it made me think. I and this is a thing that actually kind of fascinates me a little bit. So obviously James Gunn has like his vision for these characters, and then they went off and they were in other films. So they were in Endgame and they were in whatever the other one was that I've now forgotten, Infinity War. Yeah. And my feelings on the characterization of Quill in Infinity War are that, like, the bit where he, like, slams Thanos in the head and stuff and ruins the universe or whatever, that's not in line with his character You to me. said that and so did someone else. You, know, you said that because James Gunn said it, and I just, like, disagree. He's super immature and selfish. I don't think he's like. I don't think he'd ruin the universe, though. You, the point is, you don't realize like you you lose control of your emotion. He's definitely emotional. He's definitely like selfish, like making a rash decision in a moment. All right, well, it's his first love when he hasn't had love before. Like it's totally believable. All right, well, it's rewatching totally the first believable. one totally reminded me that he is a stone cold killer. That guy is. He doesn't give a damn, man. He will just. That's my point. And like when you when we rewatched the when, when we watched the third one recently, I was like, this is what I thought of as Quill. Like he is stone cold. Like the bit where he like um, uh, the bit where he like seduces in quotation marks the girl yeah. in the 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 bio, bio, bionic. That's the wrong word. The bio planet thing where uh, all the information is held. Yeah, planet, organic. The bit where he seduces her and then he's like, I just want to talk to their humanity, and then he's like. I'm not that much of an idiot and just yeah. like fires them off in different directions. Yeah. That's, that's Quill. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what I think of him as. And, and I get your points, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I, don't. I think that was just James Gunn being annoying because he was bitter. Because he was bitter. Yeah. Bitter and twisted about having to leave. Yeah. All right, yeah. What we do now is we like to talk a little bit about what's been happening in our geeky spheres and we call it, have you heard? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I haven't heard the things he's talking about, and he hasn't heard the things I want to tell him about. Yeah, but we are, we are, we are. Weird news alert. Oh, my God. There's weird news. It's back, baby. There's weird news. Something's going on on the Saturnian? Saturnian. Saturnian. This is great. Please keep trying trying to pronounce this word. Saturnian moon of Enceladus. Enceladus? Anyway, Enceladas. Are we talking about? Like a, yeah, it sounds like a salad in Spanish. <laughs> Spanish salad. Yeah, the Spanish salad <laughs> that is orbiting Saturn. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's this a is moon. a weird start to the conversation. There's a moon that's orbiting stat- Saturn, um, a Saturnian moon, and the James Webb Space Telescope has spotted a six thousand mile long. <laughs> just let me read that. Six thousand mile long plume of frozen water erupting from crevices in the surface of this moon. And this moon is known to be or perceived or hypothetically believed to be and theorized to be a big block of ice with massive oh. oceans underneath. Oh. And so something is ejaculating. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to use that word. Frozen water miles out into space <laughs> out of ice fissures. In the surface. Wow. Maybe it's lactating. 
It's lactating water. Anyway, it can be seen from... You can see it spewing. It's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, like, Are there images? Just... Uh, yeah, I mean, from the Ensalada Verde. Yeah, telescope images. Ensalada like, I guess that looks like spray. <laughs> Somebody knows. I Somebody trust knows them. it's water. Yeah, but they're like really, really excited about this place because they think that this is one of the places where there could be life, right? Because there's water. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, if it was a little bit warmer, like, well, maybe not our. They could be like bacteria. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Um, so That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So what does that have to do with Guardians of the Galaxy? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> the spewing, maybe. I don't know. That's so interesting, though. I love when yeah. they find stuff like that and they're just like, hey, look at this thing. And you're yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love that that's in our geeky sphere, DL. Yeah. Well, slight, slight change of pace, mate. <laughs> Did you hear this week? Of course you heard. Everyone knows. Succession has ended and apparently the internet broke. Did you, did you watch any of Succession? I haven't seen any yet, but I am leaving it uh, as a thing to watch in the future alongside like The Wire. There's a couple HBO shows that I haven't yeah, okay. seen. I can imagine um, watching The Wire, but this... So just for everyone's yeah. context, you know this, but I sort of by proxy watched it because the, the partner's big into it. Big, big, big into it. Yeah. So I by pro- proxy watched like the final series through her. And this isn't this isn't anything because obviously I don't know the character progression. I don't know what happened before this, but I did not like anyone in that show. Actor-wise, I didn't think they were good actors. They weren't written well. And I every time I tuned in for like a split second, I was like, you're annoying and just turned, <laughs> turned my brain Sounds back like off. you really gave it a chance. I, the, I totally uh, did, yes. Yeah. The thing about Succession is they are, they're all supposed to be assholes. Oh, yeah, they are. Like they're absolutely. not meant to be like people you're like, oh, these are good people. They are definitely meant to be dicks. Well, what I'd like to know is, I mean, I, what I wanted to do is explain to you why I thought the ending was dumb. But, but I if don't you're going to watch the it, ending. No, definitely not. Then I won't. And no, I would like don't. to come back when you've eventually got around to it because there are so many flaws in this ending. Like, we're talking plot hole city right here. Are it's, people angry? I didn't think so. I think people loved it, which is baffling <laughs> because it's complete nonsense. <laughs> Says you who hasn't seen the entirety of the show. No, I haven't. But I. So, okay, right. So, <laughs> like, I guess I trust the people that have been invested in watching it more than you. How can I frame this? Yeah. So it's said, you get the premise of it, right? Succession. It's like, it's like, it's who like who's going to get the company? And, yeah, yeah, right. So it's set up that it could be A or B, right? Yeah. And B happens. And B happens because someone doesn't do something they're supposed to, right? And that person has fucked themselves over by going that way. Not the person she thought she was going to be fucking over. It's complete nonsense. Okay. Um it's I'm like gonna, I'm just not gonna think like, about it. This makes so much sense. No, it doesn't. I'm just not gonna think about it because I don't want to until I've seen it. And but, also, I'm probably just saying these things because I want to annoy people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Look, not everything's for everyone. I'm a big fan of Margin Call. I'm a big fan of like the Big Short, like that kind of style drama. Mm. I do like. So, um, you know, I Big I Short's just, great. Yeah, I just want to see the bit yeah. where you flick to Margot Robbie for no reason. I just want to see. Yeah. The, the of, that's the dumbest part of the movie. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I the I just want to see freaking Ryan Gosling say, "Look at him. You notice anything about him? He's my quant." <laughs> and he just points at a Chinese character. Wow, so fucking fucked up, brutal, but so accurate. I'm sure Is that, that happens. how people talk. I'm sure that happens in fucking dickhead finance world. Oof, I would hate, all I would hate millions. to be around that. Look, DL, did you hear this week? Moving on from things you know little about. Yes. Black Mirror has got a new trailer. Now listen to this. Doesn't have what's his name? Yeah, listen to these people. This is just three of the the stars I noticed off the top of my head. Aaron Paul's in this. Josh Hartnett's in this. 
and favorite of the show, Salma Hayek's even in this. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. He's had a massive renaissance over the last few years. Go back in time to the 90s. What do you mean? Well, is that the Black Mirror episode? He wished he could go back it's in like time. You're to, in the nine. He wished he could go back in time to 2004 and take that Batman role that Chris Nolan offered him. That's what he wants to do. Seriously, but no, but seriously, Josh Hartnett like is the Black Mirror episode. Like we wake up one day and we're back in 1995, <laughs> 98. They de-aged the shit out of him. Yeah. Maybe he was uh, a heartthrob once upon a time. I mean, he just like evaporated. Like I don't know what, where he went. What do you think? Have you watched Black Mirror? I've seen episodes. Look, it's yeah, I'm one of those. You know, two. it's harder for me to like jump into like a show that's like episodic like that with no ties like a big part of storytelling i like is you know how the thing all weaves together the three roads. In a yeah, absolutely. Theme. like Same. not these short but i do enjoy it when i watch it so maybe i should kind of put myself out there more but i've seen a couple so i was kind of weird and gruesome yeah so i was scarred i mean like by the pig. deeply scarred by the pig episode. yeah i mean it's an interesting pilot episode oh it's i mean like, like wow. i don't think they helped themselves no. With that. no 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 <laughs> And I've seen a few since. I think I've probably seen about two or three from each season. Mm. But I've ne- since that episode, I'm always reticent to really get involved in it. Like, in case something like that happens again. I'm like, I don't want this. Then he, like, yeah. chops a finger off or whatever. I'm like, bro. Yeah. But the best one was, have you seen the one? It's the guy who's in the rock and roller. I can never remember his name. But it's, like, a semi-near future. And they've got, like, a chip in their eye that records everything they do throughout the day. And he, like points and stuff. And he catches his wife talking to someone and he's, you know, wondering about like, you know, is this is a weird conversation and he massively overthinks this thing and effectively finds out that he she cheated on him with this other guy at some point. But mm. like it's mad like the way it happens. It just it's all about your psyche and how you overthink things and I really interesting. One. It's a good no. one. Check out the guy from the rock and roller. I'll never remember his name. I'll send you it after. Okay. That's a good one. What else have you been up to, buddy? Uh, look, I, I did notice that... What uh, have you heard? I did notice that Dwayne Johnson's now got a standalone fast movie. The Brick. Yeah, The Brick has got... He, I guess he won the war. What's... Well, all right. So, spoilers for the new Fast and Furious yes. movie. Fast X, or whatever it's called. That I haven't seen. That neither of us are ever going to watch. But, but He's in the post-credit trailer. But, like, Vin Diesel and him have beef. Yeah, that's the point. That's why it's an interesting reveal. But it's an interesting reveal that he's there, but then it's going to be a standalone movie with just him, so they're not going to be in it with each other. Yeah. So, it's like, he won, Completely. but he... I guess, like, by default, he won, because, basically, Vin Diesel technically is like the dude for fast and the furious right so like it's kind of an insult to him if they're gonna just go make a movie with the rock interesting you say that because i think when they finish which they are now indicating might be a trilogy the end of the fast saga which is these these films with vin in i think it might be that a rock takes over as the new vin diesel and vin will just be like a, an executive producer and just make a fuck ton of money yeah it's probably gonna happen yeah. but he was in the hobbs and shaw film anyway he's already been in one He's already had his own little spin-off movie with uh, Jason Statham. Oh, has he? Yeah. So he's he already real lost bad. The, he's already lost this battle. Then, I guess he doesn't lose if he's making money. Anyway, mate, the... they all make money. In yeah. fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that was uh, if that whole beef thing was made up so that when he came back at the end of Fast Ten, everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I don't really with care. that exact. Voice. I don't know why I brought it up. Honestly, just delete this segment. Why do I know so much about the Fast and the Furious <laughs> films that I've seen not seen any since three? I, don't, I think I only saw two. The, Apparently they get good again at five. That's when you want to jump back in. I'm good. Open, <laughs> Oppenheimer going to be an R-rated movie. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. What's R-rated about it? I don't know, but first one that Nolan's done in a long time that's R-rated. What was his last R-rated movie? 
Uh, Maybe Memento? That's a good question. Probably Memento. Memento's pretty gruesome. Because that's 2002. One of his first ones, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fascinating. It'd be interesting. I mean, it makes, you're probably dealing with pretty sensitive topics. I mean, war crimes? Yeah, so. Fairly sensitive, yeah. yeah. All, all, all around. But my favorite bit of news, if you don't mind me going back to back. Why are you really flying through these? Is That's... the Fable remaster rumors. Tell me. Tell me about the Very, Fable remaster rumors, which is hard to say. Who's who's played Fable of the listeners? If you have, you know. Yeah, hit us up if, really, you, if you've seen it. Yeah, please do. Really cool game where like your decisions determined how you looked and like what you got and quests you got access. It was like a, one of the earliest games with like a moral system that like actually affected the path of the game. And we talked about this. Yeah. This was originally created by Peter Molyneux, who was... He was the biggest swindler in gaming. It's not true, was it? So he just he was it's he was inspired. So he overpromised. Yeah, massive. he, he wanted he was like, shit to be he, like. Yeah. He was like, if you plant a tree in your first day, you come back two years later, you'll have a real tree. It's like, fuck off, mate. No, you won't. That's like, nonsense. Oh, anyway, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I mean, I would in Zelda. You give me the op- option to plant a tree. I'll plant a tree. I guess day. my point is like Zelda's kind of set the tone for like interactive like oh, totally. environments, but. I wonder, like, how they're going to handle, like, that. Because there's obviously, like, been a lot of games that have done things like this. The Witcher, primarily. Yeah, sure. Where it didn't really affect how you looked. It more affected the path you took. And it was not so black and white. What decisions you made sure. would cause what, like, like, it was always hard. Yeah. It was like, I'm obviously going to be evil here. I'm obviously, you know what I mean? So, there's a couple times like that in The Witcher. So, I... I'm, you know, let's let's see if they take from those that have improved upon their formula hmm. and they create a really cool game. I've heard they're going to do like a remaster trilogy. Ooh. And then... Did you ever play Fable? I did, yeah. And All then, of them? One, two, three? I don't think I played the third. Okay. First and the second. Then they're going to kick it off with like... Gosh, you're an Xbox guy. I was. You were. Halo and Fable. Th- um, those are the things that kept you there. I just think those are the two that I played... Fable hasn't come out in a long time, so it couldn't have kept me there. I think right, I haven't right, had anything right. since the Xbox. But uh, <laughs> is I it coming out on PlayStation the new one, or is it like it's, a, uh, it's just a rumor at this point? Okay, but I'm pretty okay. sure it would be an Xbox exclusive. Ooh. I'm pretty sure they own the rights, and there's three. They're gonna make a remake all three, and then create a new one. So that'd be pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. I've seen Fable, and I just don't. It looked a bit too cartoony for me. But I liked that. Like the design of it was very unique. It okay. wasn't like all realistic. It was like its own little kind of style. Yeah. Okay. Which I actually enjoyed. I didn't. Yeah. It was I, kind I, of comedic as well. Right. Well, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was put off by a lot of cartoony games back in the day. So I, like now I'm like I can't really get into them. Like I love a JRPG, but as soon as they have that cartoon, cartoony or uh, even anime type look to them, I'm. It's definitely I'm, your. It wasn't anime that one. It was cartoony for sure. Your style game, though, in terms of like how it plays. Okay. Yeah, it's, right. an, it's a traditional RPG. I'll give that a little in look. That way. Well, DLF, my final bit of news for the week is, did you hear this week that apparently Deadpool 3 is going to start filming in the next couple of weeks? Which is interesting because obviously the right strike is still happening. And there is and a fascinating, fascinating tidbit about this that Ryan Reynolds is actually part of the Writers Guild of America. So mm-hmm. like he's part of the Writers Guild that is currently striking. And yeah. if he were to ad-lib on, st- uh, on stage uh, while filming, which he is known to do, he's known to go off script, that would technically be him I was writing say, new lines. I was going to say, and because he can be it's already from, written. Yeah, he can be stricken from the from the Writers Guild, which is fascinating. He would lose all t- type of stuff, like money, credits, etc. So well, he's pretty rich. It's he is. In fact, you know, maybe he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, that isn't that's an interesting concept. The fact that because it's yep. all written, it can 
Because I was going to say changed. it's already written, so they can go. But like, and I read the same thing about uh, House of the Dragon that it's not going to delay it because it's all written. But what if like you want to make a subtle change? Exactly. That is that. That's a good point. That yeah. sucks. As long as it's not the writer making it. But then if if he is a writer, which he would be credited uh, for in the point. movie, if it's the actor making it, it's all good. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. But interestingly, as well, the rumors are that a bunch of the OG X Men are going to appear. So obviously, we know hu- hu- Human Jackman's going to be there. That's a weird name I just made for him, Human Jackman. But also, <laughs> apparently, a bunch of the old other X Men guys going to be there, like Halle Berry, for example. The so, ga- that guy who played Cyclops. Is this going to lead Jean into Grey. the MCU? Uh, who knows? War of the Secret Wars uh... could easily be. Mm. That'd be quite fascinating, wouldn't it? Feels like that's got to be. Where Imagine Deadpool headed. in that. It's got to be where they're headed. Yeah, probably. Well, they need more comedy. It's usually <laughs> bad these days. <laughs> they, need, um, they need they need more something. Let's say that. Yeah. But that's. I think that's going to be. I mean, that's going to be a real interesting moment when he eventually ad libs during mm. the movie, and they go, "Right, you're out." Yeah. Because they they they're exp- they need people to like they need people to tattletale basically they need folks to come to the writers guild and be like this guy can you imagine who like the person that does that though is so you would be big time yeah <laughs> totally like so out of good. Hollywood yeah I think you're good I think they'll survive well if you guys have anything this week we haven't talked about I actually struggled I didn't see a lot of news this week so I managed to cobble this together last minute but if you guys hear cool things and you want us to talk about them hit us up at podcastassemble of the podcastassemble gmail or you can just go to our website, www.podcastassemble.com, where you can find all of our contact details there. Send us memes. Tag us in a thing. We love it when you do. We do. DL. Yeah. Do you <laughs> want to preface, <laughs> preface our main topic this week? Well, this one's dear, near and dear, dear and near. near. Dear and near. Dear and near, near and dear to my heart. And I think yours as well. Given A, it's a good movie. B, it was one of the first, if not the first, the first official, first official podcast assemble uh, episode, which was done on Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man yes, Into sir. the Spider Verse, way back when. I can't remember how long ago, a long time ago, and uh, we're following that up. Just came out yesterday, day before, hot off the presses, uh, with the Across the Spider Verse follow up. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, let's do this one last time. That I love, movie, I love yeah, that part. Exactly. Of it's so good. Ugh. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this, actually. so yeah, I am, too. It's almost intimidating to talk about that. Yeah. Because so much is thrown at you so fast. Like it's, I feel like I actually shouldn't be podcasting about this unless I've like rewatched it. We watched it last yeah. night yeah. for context, and we haven't had a lot of time to digest it. We've both been working all day. This is like almost our fresh thoughts, fresh off the press. I would agree. And I would also preface this by acknowledging that we've been known to not be the best at spoilers and non-spoilers in the past. So if you don't want to know anything about the movie, maybe come back to this later. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it, but we may fuck up somewhere. We will do spoilers, non-spoilers and spoilers. But as DL says, fuck-ups are possible. So we'll do our best. DL. Do you have a stupid plot summary for this? Yeah, it's hard to do a stupid one for this because I liked it, but mine would be Miles Morales subverts the tropes and goes full anarchist in this beautifully emotive and hilariously thrilling sequel. Yowza, that's not stupid at all. That's just nice. Yeah, well, the stupid part was the anarchist. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> that's a good character. <laughs> Mine's a little different. A little, little, little different for you here. Spider-Man meets Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix with a significantly less moody main character but equal amounts of deception. Yeah, I'm not sure I get it, but... 
Well, like it's the effectively. Jazz hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> jazz hands. It's effectively he's like an outsider in this, right? And there's the everyone else is off doing the Order of the Phoenixes thing. They're all together <laughs> in their se- super secret it's society. It's, it's so loose, but it's the it's best loose. like with a short notice. I like. I thought like I thought the parallels were interesting there. The fact that he is that outsider, etc. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah. Well, before we get there though, DL, do you want to guess for me the IMDb score for this as it sits right now, the day after it came out? Eight five. It's nine one, my man. Mm. You gotta go higher. You gotta go higher. Do you want to guess me the Rotten Tomatoes score? Well, that'd be like ninety five. My man, ding 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 ding. ding. <sighs> the blind nut gets it. The blind nut gets squirrel again. That's a <laughs> nuts get squirrels blind sometimes. <laughs> the blind squirrel got the nut again. Do you want to guess me then the Metacritic score? Eighty two. Ah, oh, close. It's eighty six. Oh, I should have gone my old eighty five. So it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty well renowned right movie. now. I mean, I can see why. Great movie. This is from the direct couple of different directors this time. It's got Wackim Dos Santos, Ken Powers, Justin K. Thompson. A lot of the, a lot of interesting animated stuff within their CVs, including Soul. But the main part here is it's again written by the two guys who did last the last one, Lord and Miller. Mm-hmm. You know those guys from a bunch of stuff like the Lego Movie, etc. They are hilarious. They are. So it keeps all of that sensibility. The first one and a lot of the voice cast is back. So Shemek Moore is back as Miles. Haley Steinfeld is back as Gwen Stacy. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson's back. We've got a bunch of return cast, but there are so many fun, interesting new cast members. So we're talking Oscar Isaac, who is in as Miguel O'Hara. We have uh, Issa Rae as Jessica Drew. Bri- uh, Brian Tyrese Henry as Jefferson Davies. A couple that I really wanted to call out were ones that in the film, these are ones I wanted to call out because in the film, you and me were looking at each other like, who is that voice? Mm. So first and foremost, we had uh, Hobie, who was Spider-Punk. These mm. are all people from the trailers, so you guys, we're not spoiling anything here. That was Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't until I You looked it, it up? Yeah. yeah, so I was like, wow, that's crazy. So Andy Samberg is obviously Ben Riley, who's a Scarlet Spider. I really liked that character, but didn't get enough of him. I don't understand. What is, what is the Scarlet Spider? Is that just like a version of Spider-Man? Oh my God, I, I, I can't even... Just anyone who's interested, go and Google the Spider-Man clone saga. It's long. It's nonsense. So it's like a it's a very famously bad storyline. Is that why they gave him Andy Samberg? Ah, uh, it's because he was gonna fa- be he was pretty goofy. I wouldn't say it's famously bad. I'll say it w- had a really interesting premise, but just yeah. went on way too long. Okay, way too long. Okay. Uh, Jason Schwartzman played the Spot, who's the bad guy in this. You'll know him from such things all, as Scott Pilgrim, all those great Wes Anderson movies. Absolutely, he yeah. fucking loves the great Wes Anderson movie. Great yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like those movies, but. And finally, a good one that I liked was Spider-Man India, who was Karan Sony, who you know. Do I? As Dopinder from Deadpool, the taxi driver. Oh, okay. I yeah. did not know that. I didn't I until I saw it. I was like, that yeah. goddamn but, Dopinder. Well, I, Haley Steinfeld as well. Like those of you who don't know is their baby hawk uh, or baby, baby hawk eye. Um, oh, of course. She's there. She's also in. I know, totally forgot about that. She's a Western hero in True Grit as a kid. She's actually in a lot of stuff. I forgot she girl. was in, in, in Hawkeye. Baby hawk. <laughs> you so threw me with that. <laughs> DL, do you want to talk to me about then the plot of this? What's what's going on here? What are we happening? Yeah, I think Miles Morales does the classy, classic Spidey thing of struggling to balance personal and heroic commitments. Before and he... also pining after the girl he just can't have. Yeah, exactly, because she's in another verse Dimension. of the multiverse. <laughs> um, before he gets back, thrown back into the multiverse uh, in odd fashion. 
But this time, friends might be foes and foes might be friends. Absolutely. And they all look like him. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's super interesting that Miles isn't being invited to their super secret adventure club. Nope. And that's a big deal for him. Apparently, he's sad about this. He is. And he's super sad. Super teenage problems going on here. You know, he's a bit angsty, but not terribly. I feel like he does well in the angst. I thought he'd be way more angsty than now he's a teenager. Yeah, he wasn't that angsty. I mean, he was like moody. He was like, oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you my But he generally wasn't like yelling. He wasn't like a Harry Potter all caps for half the Order of the Phoenix (laughs) book. Or was it Order of the Phoenix? Yeah, that, yeah, that was the joke I made. Yeah, all caps. That was the joke I made. All... And now it comes full circle. No, I understood the joke, but he was caps on caps. Oh my God, he was so caps on caps. Yeah. This movie is a delight, right? I, I liked it for a lot of different reasons. The movie starts off feeling almost like it's going to be a Gwen-focused movie. It obviously migrates back into being Miles, but like the extra depth it gives other characters and builds around them... I found fascinating. I think Gwen and Miles probably got the same amount of screen time. Very maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, that about this. And lots of great new introducing introduction characters as we've talked about. New Spideys. Did miss the Spider Pig. Oh, yeah, I did. With John Mulaney. Also, I think he was in rehab. It, <laughs> I do think pro- he Actually, probably. I do think he was. I, I think I that those his, timelines collide. Yeah, yeah, I watched his recent comedy special uh, on Netflix recently, and he talks about that a lot. He does. I did as well. I've seen that, and that's yeah. why I thought, oh, that's probably why he's not It's probably this. why, but it also didn't have uh, old mate Nick Cage, which is interesting. Yeah. Who, who you know, he might, come back, he might come back for the next one, but he wasn't in rehab. He wasn't in this either. I think it was an interesting take on like how to subvert the plot, which we won't talk about yet mm. um, too much. But really, when you think about the plot, what we're seeing is the, the multiverse is bugging out again. It's bugging out, baby. And Gwen has been promoted to this uh, multiversal Spidey Super crew. Super secret adventure club. Which is a bunch of different Spider-Mans across the multiverse trying to stop it from really destroying itself. Now, yeah. we're not given a lot of context as to why, but if you can think about similarly to you know we're led to believe it's you know for those viewers that have seen the uh the old loki series Mm. it we're led to believe it's due Mm. to excursions when things are happening that shouldn't happen across the multiverse to keep some kind of sacred multiversal uh alignment happening uh we come to find there's more to talk about near the end yeah we'll come to find there's there's a bit more to it Mm. but uh it's really good to to see, I guess the movie it's it's comes at you fast. It oh, comes at you, so. but it has great, great heartfelt moments as well. Totally, and those are usually led by Gwen and uh, Gwen Stacy and uh, Miles, like together when they do finally kind of interact and, and yeah. reconnect. And even if they're not together, I think the separation between them is clear that clearly affecting clearly them. Clearly affects the on two both of them. sides. Yeah, yeah, I really like that and. I think the thing that really got me about this from the very get-go was that the stakes of this are, like, enormous, right? So, like, the whole multiverse could be at stake. Yeah. The whole Spider-Multiverse, Multiverse, Spider-Verse, whatever you want to call it. But it never feels anything but, like, relatable. I think the way they do it by introducing you to all... One thing we're going to talk about a lot is canon events in this, right? So, canon events within the Spider-Man's timeline, things that happen to him... In the Spider-Man canon, which are supposed to happen to him Classic in every things. canon. Uncle Ben. Yeah, exactly. Gwen Stacy dying. Yeah, all these things. Yeah. And I think because you know it's happening to all of them and they all share the same pain, it kind of feels relatable, even though it is across a multiverse. And that's something I really didn't think I would feel. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was uh, it was super relatable. So I did feel like 
they were going so fast sometimes mm. that I had to keep up like yeah. almost like an inception vibe. But, and at first I was like, man, that's kind of annoying. But then I was like, Oh no, it just means I need to rewatch. It's going to increase totally. the rewatch value. For Absolutely. Sure. So I was pretty excited about that. Definitely I, for all just the cameos and stuff. Like there's so much happening in, in any one singular shot, especially when they get to Nueva York, where, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute, like so much goes on in just one frame. I'm like, wow. That's yeah. nuts. And so we get, you know, Miles Morales, who's, again, struggling with his parents. They're pretty pissed at him. Um, it's the classic teenager parent yeah. dynamic, right? And he chooses to, to kind of follow Gwen through a multiversal hole, which uh, oh, yeah. take, takes her and him to a other another part of the multiverse where she's doing something we're not really quite sure. And eventually we do get to New Ever New York where you see that Gwen's been working with the... Uh, the the hard rock punk rock yeah, spider man I really liked him the the spider punk spider punk the Oscar Isaac kind of new twenty ninety nine twenty ninety eight spider man which by the way twenty ninety nine spider man and some other you know squad of spider mans trying to stop this multiverse thing from collapsing it's, quick question though for you please can we just talk about the different spider mans and a bit of the history but for uh, of them if they exist yeah so spider man almost all of them twenty ninety eight 99 99 you you confused me because i have it as 2089 so i'm like what what's that from and what's the context there for the for the viewers it, so it's listeners. a it's a future version of spider-man not that far no away. shit not for us yeah <laughs> when it was created it was yeah. so obviously dl based off the name spider-man 2099 takes place in guess which year not 2089 like you said it takes place in 2099 which is effectively like a dystopian sort of future sort of society and it's ruled by powerful corporations Mm. and i like this version yeah well (laughs) we're getting there i like that disney will take over the world soon i like this idea of the protagonist being miguel o'hara it's not he's not a peter parker he's not a Miles Morales, but he is like a brilliant geneticist who does work at Alchemex, which mm. brings back into this story, which I find very, very interesting. He gets in an accident involving a drug called Rapture, which is, you know, very different to the usual Spider-Man mm-hmm. gets bitten uh, and it changes DNA, which is kind of fascinating. And it's it's a completely wildly different version of the character. Mm. Kind of, it was kind of in that sort of 90s. Yeah, it was, it was very, so for anyone who doesn't have a lot of comics knowledge, the yeah. 90s went a very specific way and that was everything had to be more hardcore yeah. so everything had to be like really in your face and everything had to be cool and, and edgy and, and and like everything had to be sharp there were like weird versions of batman like all kinds of weird shit mm. so like this weird edgy it, it's in that that mold where a bunch of comic writers went off and did their own thing yeah and everything else was trying to keep up with their edginess yeah marvel was no different they were yeah. like it's the 90s how can we be cool we need to do this <laughs> so yeah and it, w- what else hit me with another one i was gonna say so the other one would be and i guess i'm trying to figure out which ones of these are invented or not i was India say, spider-man in india spider-man's a real thing yeah, he absolutely. was a homie he was a homie. Slightly yeah. different in the comics. He is just in Mumbai in the comics. Okay. Um, it's effectively effect, a very similar story. So in mm. this, what we, we'll we talk about the different places they go in, in cinematography and world building, but it is very slightly different. It is literally just Mumbai. So he is a real character and he has a, a lot of the same traits. It's fascinating. Mumbai is fucking massive in this. Mega in this, as well. In this M- Mumb- iteration Mumbatan, of it. I yeah, think I it's called. Say. Yeah. Um, well, okay, let me, let me cut, cut you off right there. Yeah. If you can think of a character in this, 99.9999% of them 
our real version of Spider-Man. So why don't we talk about the big ones then? Go on then. Then the last one is uh, let's talk about the let's talk about performances then. Yeah, let's, the, let's go. Straight I, I feel like that. that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we're doing already, that anyway. So there's Gwen Stacy. They killed it. Miles killed it as well. Yeah. I think he plays a more mature version of the the character, and it's believable. Absolutely. He's hit a growth spurt. He's yep. bigger. They make a bunch of puberty jokes. It's kind of funny, kind of gross. It's ironic because Spider-Man is literally just an allegory yeah. for puberty. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're there. Jake Johnson, as we talked about, returns. Peter B. Parker, He's something new baby. there. Something baby. new. Yeah, a little spider baby. A little spider baby. A little uh, redhead. It's interesting. It's a different... It's it's a slightly different pitch for him because he's obviously still got those, like... He's feeling those dad vibes towards Miles. He's yeah. still feeling protective over him, but he this super secret society he's part of yeah i trying to shun miles within this so yeah, like, he, he has why. to try and toe the line and yeah he does he, he's kind of like trying to be the company man that yeah rationalizes the company philosophy he's like middle management yeah really. just trying to live his job. own life this but also do the right thing but <laughs> it's kind of in conflict with the right thing because he doesn't really believe the philosophy absolutely so you got him and then you got as we talked about miguel o'hara and oscar isaac who's I really think he's great in this. he's really really yeah. good we talked plays about that, that a bit tortured leader really well yeah like for sure yeah um my favorites i would say that were the hobby brown punk rock spider-man so good that's not real surely yeah punks what spider, do you mean spider punks a real thing spider punks a real thing yeah if you've played the spider-man game on playstation i have there's a character yeah, yeah i just thought they were being funny nope these everything you see in this movie almost is pretty much directly from a comic book okay. there is so much history for spider-man they could just do whatever they surely want. not the the t-rex yep that's in one of the comics <laughs> t-rex spider-man is one of my favorite things in this movie i remember tapping on the shoulder like it's a t-rex what it's a the, t-rex what about the cat that's from the game that's what sorry that sorry you haven't played on that's from the miles morales game. Uh, okay anyway the the next thing i kind of wanted to talk to is jason Swartzman as the spot yeah let's talk about that which bit. i think is an all-time great performance let's let's just fra- let, let's frame it. this a little bit then yeah. yeah because so what happens is we find out very early on that there's this new villain in town which miles isn't taking very seriously he's called the spot and for fair yeah he's a fairly bit, he's so a bit like, goofy he's very goofy he's so Not goofy very, and i think it's a really interesting parallel to miles's story in the last movie Interesting. Is James Swartzman's story as a villain in this movie. Interesting. Trying to find his villain vibes, struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of comes to his own at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, very much. And aptly terrifying as he goes through. Like, he yeah. does start off as this bumbling yeah. kind of idiot. But as he sort of learns his deep, dark powers, he's 100%. like... 100%. And, and, and I like the callbacks to the first movie with that character. There is some comedy to be gained <laughs> from not knowing who that is. It's great. It's, it's a really fun character to follow and... It's a, it's a little bit, I feel a bit like how the MCU does with sometimes. Like, so you remember how with like uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Jake Gyllenhaal was just like a random Stark employee. Yeah. It's a little bit like that. Like it's just someone and you're yeah. like, oh, it's that per That's random. Yeah. And it's nice how that all ties together. But like you say, in terms of the character, when you first meet him, bit bumbling, bit stupid. I kind of like that. Did you? It was a really funny scene. No, hundred percent. Like it, I, think I thought it was great. It was super comedic and, uh, as I said, it kind of parallels, like, you see, it's like you're expecting Miles to be a little bit that way because that's the, the way we kind of last left. I and mean, he kind of is still he's, figuring yeah. it out. I think but actually, yeah, it's the villain. Good, yeah. And he's good. And so you get this, like, more confident Miles. So it's, it's good. And I really liked it. I got to say, we, we don't give the parents enough credit in this. I forget the actors who played them. Yeah, they're great in this. They are yeah. great. They're, 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 like, usually well, Brian Tyree Henry's his dad, Jefferson Davis, yeah. who we, we know from The Eternals, was great in The Eternals. Yeah. He's good. I feel like his voice sounds different in this somehow. But Same. his mother, Luna Lauren Valles, who I do not know, I just like that character. Well drawn. 
very well drawn very in, very in like a pixar style yeah if you've noticed yeah. Yeah. yeah similar vibes if you've seen any of the memes yeah yeah very similar <laughs> similar thick i like i like i like how they constantly call back to them as his like anchor point as yeah, well for sure for and sure. and like i i get it that like that seems an obvious statement but a lot of Spider-Men don't actually have their parents. A lot around. of heroes in general. Yeah, are, it's like this is a very like uh, antithesis of most hero stories. Exactly. Is like this really su- loving and supportive Absolutely. family around him, and uh, and like the conflict isn't that he you know doesn't necessarily have family for this movie and the last one. It's that he wants to share more, but doesn't feel like he can. And and yeah. also is trying to save them from knowing his terrible truth. Effectively, yeah. terrible. Now, as as you know what I mean, terrible yeah. is in like. As in grandioso. Well, the interesting thing then is, obviously, we are introduced to Spot, who's sort of almost a background character for a lot of it, with Miles taking center stage. And then, obviously, Gwen Stacy comes back into his life, and she's actually tracking Spot, but <laughs> uses the excuse to hang out with Miles. And that's really nice in the way that they've sort of, like, grown their relationship a little bit. Like, yeah. it's, he hasn't seen her for a while, but he's still super invested in her. Yeah. And they're, and they're both, like still kind of shy about things but at the same time you know they know how they both feel but 100 it's like mutually acknowledged kind yeah of, but not outwardly but just they but they feel they can't do anything about it for reasons we'll get to yeah. and i really like how that story prog- allows the progression of spot so her being distracted by spot allows him to yeah take on more powers and become more like terrifying well, it flies into the it, it flies straight into the theme of like you know juggling personal versus responsibility for her as well like she struggled with it and kind of left her duty for a bit and has kind of dire consequences totally and Um, then what what happens is effectively spot finds that he has powers and can flip to different parts of multiverse how funny is it though the reason that he finds kicks that himself in the is because he kicks himself like he's basically this character that's like got holes and like can transport through a dimension through if the holes on his body if you've not seen spot it's great <laughs> he, he looks like a cow yeah basically looks like imagine like a like a man in a morph suit like white yeah, morph suit like just a, with yeah. black dots on it blue man group but white with black dots and the black dots are effectively portals to somewhere else so there's great panels of spider-man trying to punch spot in the face in one hole and it coming out a different hole directly into his yeah so like that's what you're getting here it's that it's that hijinks right like yeah. it's all nonsense you're not sure where anything's gonna go and it starts like that it starts funny yeah and to the point where he discovers his superpower by kicking his own ass and like going into one yeah. of the holes and realizing like if he like goes into like a black hole of himself like he gets more powerful basically and he can jump to other parts of the, the and he can traverse the multiverse which is fascinating and through this, his holes the thing i like then himself. yeah <laughs> the thing i like that is well this is a good time to jump to uh cinematography and world building is he jumps directly to mumbatton i think we yes. say here so it's like manhattan but it's indian spider-man so like it's yeah. with an indian theme that's so awesomely built that that whole world it's, it's a whole no, new it was, world yeah right? it was fun it was Aladdin would fun. say i really liked it yeah and i like that version of spider-man his he was hair. so carefree yeah i was really like really fun to see he had his family there too he stopped for chai tea don't say chai tea because chai means tea and you're just saying tea tea nan bread that whole thing mm-hmm. i really enjoyed and it's funny because you know my partner she's got like pakistani yeah. background and it's like the the fun thing about that is like if i ever did say 
naan bread in yeah. like that family presence they don't look at me as if i was an idiot and yeah. i that was really relatable yeah, and it's real. and it's such a funny thing because like it isn't relatable to everyone but the people who get it are just like oh yeah that's really actually funny i mean it's it's it i, I think they explained the joke well enough that like totally, you, totally in a funny way where you don't need it like it wasn't like i explained it in a bad way totally and i think i, I so Building from there, then obviously we have a big event there where Spot, he gets more powers from Alchemax. And then we have a big event where Miles sees his future and he realizes one of these canon events, it's a coming for him. Right? Yeah, yeah. And this is where the mo- it almost becomes the second half of the movie. There's like almost a line down the center here where it goes from being the bad guy is Spot to what we see in a lot of the trailers, where it's a lot of Spider-Men's chasing Miles Morales. Yeah, and we're not entirely sure why. Not entirely sure why. And we get this flip to Nueva York, which is where Spider-Man 2099 is from. And that's a cool world to look at as well. Yeah. It's very futuristic, kind of almost hovery cars. It's very, uh, you know, the, the world of Rick's absolutely rick and morty you know there is a very rick and morty vibe to this yeah. have you noticed that i noticed yeah. it immediately i was like oh this feels what very do they call it council rick, of rick or the citadel yeah the citadel of ricks yeah i look that i got a big vibe that i was watching this yeah. big time vibe one thing i did notice while watching this and it wasn't completely not there but it's a lot less apparent there was a lot less like you remember in the first one where he'd be miles would be swinging across the screen and it would get the comic panels where he'd be like ah yeah or like flip flip there were like a couple of bits where it did that but significantly less in this i thought so mm. they removed like and i think i can guess why because like the world they're building and all of the spider-mens you see on screen all at once like it's so much yeah. that if you had all of that and this going on as well like that's too much i think they did the panels in certain really small scenarios they they stepped up the animation game for totally, sure. It totally. was like it, it looked was more. Amazing. It looks better. It's 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 just more nuanced. There's more some of it diversity. Must, some of it must have been based on real people's because it oh, looked yeah. too real. There's there's more diversity. There's more 3D. There's more. Yeah. It's, it's just like all. It's all. And it kind of like as you go through different worlds, it changes obviously. And yeah, um, look, I like I, the vibe all the different worlds have. That gets me every time, and I forget. How good it's going to be when you're in Gwen Stacy's like world. Pastels and water yeah. paint. Like, Almost washed out. It's yeah. great. It's beautiful. And the yeah. the Mumbatton uh, world is like really vibrant. And yeah. just like everything's happening all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Great film. Yeah. Even the difference between that and Nueva York where you come to in a moment. It's like, wow. That's totally. fascinating. Totally. So let's talk a bit about action then. Because one of my favorite action scenes outside of Spot kicking himself in the butt is the one that's in all the trailers where the Spider-Mens are chasing the Spider-Men. Yep. Do you want to preface that a little bit? Like, I mean, basically there's a reveal, which we'll get to later, that drives yeah. uh, everybody to chase Miles while he goes and pursues his own, um, you know, his own mission and beliefs. Yeah. And it leads us to a great little meme thing where you get all the Spider-Mans figuring out, hey, who, which Spider-Man are we chasing? So funny. I think so that's in the trailers, by the is, way. It it's so good. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's, Probably not my favorite, but it's up there. It's really, it's just, you know, you get a bunch of different versions of Spider-Man with a bunch of different, like, funny jabs and funny jokes all at once. Yeah. Chasing him. And, you know, you, I don't know. Like, you tell me, why was it your favorite? I just think it was, so like, what you're talking about before, all of it's directly from some version of Spider-Man. It's so, like, the amount of love and time and effort put into that comic where, so effectively, like you say, Spider Miles Morales Spider Man, he has this big reveal about his his upcoming canon event, right? Yep. And 
He's chased by all of the Spider-Men to try and catch him. And he's running to stop his, him from trying to break this game, running right? from f for dear life to try and stop him breaking the universe multiverse effectively. Yep. And the, the action is really interesting mainly because like, how often do you just see a bunch of the same character all trying to little different new versions? Yeah. yeah. I really, and then you, it's where we see the dino that we talked about the map. The and there cat, are so yeah. many throwbacks that like the bit from homecoming where Spider-Man's trying to hold the, the boat together. Yeah. When he's like split it in half. I didn't and see that. So it's, it's, it. so they basically, they basically chase spider uh, miles. I keep saying Spider-Man. They basically chase miles over like a gap. And there's a Spider-Man holding two things together. It oh, looks yeah, like he's like trading. <laughs> and then everyone parts yeah. on top and just falls through. I think the the thing I really liked about it was the the sheer variety. Yeah, it's just, and you can see this movie a hundred times, you'll probably catch something new. Exactly. And everyone had their slight nuances. There was one that was a T-Rex. There was one that was a it's cat. Not very, that's not even nuanced. That's just that's, that's all I mean. That's really there was, but there was one that was like a gunslinger for some reason. That was hilarious. You, of course, web you'd slinger. Like that. It was just hilarious. It was nonsense. Why does the horse have a mask? <laughs> it's great. And what happens is effectively, they all chase down Miles. He managed to, uh, and that's where we'll probably call it in terms of actions, because I think we get any further, we're getting into that sort of spoiler territory. But let's talk then very quickly about the CGI. It's you very disorienting in the action. I will say yes, that. Yes, agreed. I completely agree. And I think that is probably the tagline for the action in this movie. Yeah. So if you think about the early fights with Spot, even when Spot isn't fully yeah. in control of his powers and he's not that badass yet, and it's like, it's it's chaotic. And it's like bit like fists flying through things. And like, yeah. how do you catch him and stuff? It's great. Really chaotic. Favorite character? Favorite version of Spider-Man? Oh, that's tough. I think probably has to be Hobby Brown. I knew you'd say I that. Mean, he's just so funny. I and I didn't even that. understand half of what he said because of the accent. Yeah, I was, think I did say in the middle of the movie, I need subtitles for this. Dude. It was really But like thick. when I did get something, it was perfect. Yeah, I, I liked him too. I think my favorite was probably... Well, oh, well, oh, well, I can't even do it. What? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. It was <laughs> like one part where it's like they're talking about how every single person has had a canon event. Yeah. And he even looks to like Hobby goes, what of it? Or like, I can't, I don't even right. know what he says, but I was right. like, that was a grunt. But what of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> very British. And he does, uh, my, my, I think my favorite bit is when he says like some Cockney rhyming slang and it pops up in the bottom corner. It's like, this is Cockney rhyming slang yeah. for X, X, Y. And it's like, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. a great call out. I think mine was probably Spider-Man India. I just really liked how fresh he was and how different. Mm -hmm. Like really fun. Just a fun character. So then let's talk. We've we've talked a little bit about the CGI already. So It's probably the best part of the movie. Like you can't, I can't talk about it and give you what you, like go for that. You know what I mean? I can't tell so you. So you would go you for the spectacle. Alone. It's wow. just so artistically creative and different and well done. Yeah, okay, fascinating. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, you know, if you're going to go see fucking Avatar, then you should see this. A hundred percent. Like, if you're going to see that 100%. for spectacle, this is the same thing I'd say better. Because it's I, more creative. The thing I find interesting about that is, like, Avatar, it's a brand new IP. So, yeah. like, the fact it's the biggest grossing movie of all time and continues to be, and this isn't, when this is so much more, has, has so much more exploration of interesting themes and just the whole all of the cgi is so much more interesting than avatar avatar is just people but they're blue it's boring <laughs> this is a thousand different versions of spider-man but they're all screen water and it's so modern love it let's talk tones and themes deal i think for the first time in my life i've got a whole bunch of them okay let's hear yours 
Creating your own worst enemy. That's okay. a big one that we're going to get to in spoilers. I think inaction is often worse than action. I've got blindly following. Is it right? Dogmatism, basically. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. Question, I, I think earnest, and there's a there's a theme of like questioning earnestly is healthy. Correct. And dogmatic decision making isn't. Like, Absolutely, I'm, I'm with that. That's what yeah. I'm going for here. There's the, there's the classic uh, Spider-Man, you know, you're still growing up, you're still part of, it's still part of your life, you're still yeah. becoming an adult. And then there's the, the classic Vin Diesel, family. Family. <laughs> I love it. But what is family? Was, I, is it, it, do, do you accept, do, like for Miles, it's obviously his real family, but then these, all, the, all these Spider-Men is they have this accepted family, which who they believe they belong to. Yeah. So interesting. I think that there's that. I think there's a theme that's almost a bit different than, than the normal superhero theme of like the importance of like friendship, but like being vulnerable and it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. Which is like a absolutely. theme that I think is super powerful in this one, but not as prevalent in other superman yeah. style yeah, yeah. superhero style movies so i really like that that's yeah and that's a big one too in this he like all of the like all of spider-man need help <laughs> which is so ironic and funny like they all need to see and there's that scene which is in the trailers where he's in the psychiatrist as spider-man is in the psychiatrist <laughs> chair it's like yeah spider-man, spider-Man needs help it's like, the ba- like he's like and then he's like, let me guess. Your dad. Yeah, your, your uncle died. He, he died. <laughs> it's like the, the Batman thing. Like he decides not to spend his billions on getting some counseling. He decides to just go and put on yeah. a gimp suit and fight Fair criminals. Yeah. What we do now is we like to talk about three reasons you might want to see this movie and three reasons why you might not. And we try and do it non-spoilers for you. So this is three best and three worst. DL, what are yours? The extras, right? The three best. Like every single extra is awesome the various cameos, the cameos i have that too it's amazing spider punk yeah Danielle, Ku- yeah kuya kaluya kuya peter park peter b parker whoever it might be um i'd say yeah that that i've agreed with that absolutely absolutely i've also got the voice cast like i think i i'm taking that a slightly different direction as well i feel like they all really commit to this you see some animated films and you're a bit like oh yeah they're kind of in this Maybe a bit like the Page Master from last week. Call out to our episode from last week. <laughs> they all really commit, like Patrick Stewart did in that. Like they're all in, one hundred percent in. For sure, I really like that. For sure. I also said I've actually I've actually written the the lamination somehow keeps getting better, but I think I meant the animation. I think somehow. you did too. Funny that, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that weird? Sorry. What were your final couple of best? I, I think totally the Jason in. Schwartzman. I really liked his spot as a yeah, villain. I liked villain. the progression of him being this goofy dude to being this like properly creepy creation absolutely uh, and how it paralleled miles as a from a villain perspective it like, makes you empathize with him a well a little bit and then obviously i liked like the animation whether it was like slow the lamination fa- i think you mean the, yeah the lamination was really good very sturdy <laughs> the animation animation was slow fast whatever it was i really liked it yeah. and in particular there's a scene where like and i i thought the animation tended to correlate to the vibe like the the, the theme and the yeah, vibe okay, of the scene okay, okay so when you look at like even the slower scenes you get this like really great i love when like the animation and the blocking correlate to the theme or character moment yeah okay. and you get that moment where gwen and 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 miles are talking about how no one else can really identify with them right it's this one slow moment Absolutely. when they first meet up again and you get it it actually the blocking of the scene is they're they're upside down yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at a new york a perspective of new york that only they would be able to see yeah. and so it's this parallel of like their character moment and their emotions and the way they're feeling with the actual physical 
blocking of the scene. Yeah, it's fabulous. And I just love that. Like that moment. And there's a couple moments like that where I'm just like, you know, it's just really well done. I'm 100% with you on that. That's, yeah. Do you have any worst? I do. Sometimes a bit too fast, I thought, hard to keep up. But honestly, it's like an... It's a it's a neg that's not a neg because I think that's how part of why it's awesome and it's yeah. like you'll get to rewatch it. Yeah, I've only yeah. got a couple and like they're not really anything. The first one was that I did feel like Spot's motivations were a bit petty at times, and I know that's kind of I know I get it. Comic books are stupid and it's like a bit of fun, but like it is really petty. The reason why he's so angry at he's angry at him because he's fucking a cow. <laughs> He's I'd fucking a cow. <laughs> Your wording sometimes is fabulous. <laughs> he, he, fair enough, dude. Wouldn't you be pissed? I mean, if it made me fuck a cow, like if, if this is yeah. Black Mirror again, then like, I'm absolutely I'm just, out. If you sh- if you were suddenly this white blue man group, I get it. Anyway, I get it. I, 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 I think... did feel it was a bit petty. My other one was just that I had the most fucking annoying guy sat next to me in the cinema of all time. <laughs> For the first forty minutes, he was eating the loudest bag of popcorn possible possible to have in a cinema, mm. like. It's almost like it's almost like he was doing it to annoy me. Yeah. I got to the point where I was gonna move seats, and he he finished eating it. I was like, "Fuck." That's funny. My worst was uh, the fact that there was like a full theater, and literally all these people, when it ended, thought there was about to be another two and a half hours. <laughs> I was like, "Are you guys that foolish? Anyway, Are you serious?" No, no. The uh, mine is like need more than the villain vampire. No, need more from the villain vampire guy. Like we got barely any backstory. To him I think that'll ha- come in the next one. I, th- I think it will too. So I reserve judgment. Yeah. But it was like they kind of just threw in the vampire thing, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like you kind of just like got a minute of it. It's like why be a vampire? Why fan? even show it then? Like wait for wait a bit. Yeah. Um. The other thing is like, where is Spider Pig? Ah oh, man. Yeah. Rehab. Do you think they'll give? Do you think they'll <laughs> he'll be in the next one and they'll I the point because so. he's he's obviously okay making comedy about. I it. reckon so. I think that they will, and I think it'll be funny. We'll talk about that in yeah. a moment. Uh, DL, what we do now is we like to talk about our rating system. Yep. And it's funny because it's not a real rating system. It's nonsense. We realized a long time ago that the internet is just too polarizing to do five stars, 100 Spider-Men out of 19 Spider-Men, five Spider-Pigs out of no Spider-Pigs. We don't do that here. What we do is we like to just talk about whether this is better or worse than the most average movie we can think of, which is and always has been Aquaman 2018. DL, why is this better than 20? 20- Aqua who? Aqua whom? Aqua what? Do you think it's better than Aquaman 2018? Aqua who? No. And why? Uh, all the previously see above. Yes. <laughs> Listen to anything we just yeah, crowed see, about this movie. Yeah, it's so much better. I really liked all of the emotive side of it. I felt it just really grabs you. Like these characters, there's just something about them that's just yeah. so personal. No, Maybe. I agree, man. It's just freaking great. It's a great movie. Fabulous. Let's talk spoilers. Now, if you got to here, we haven't spoiled you somehow, and you don't want to know what happens at the end of this, just maybe look at the time codes and skip to the final bits of the podcast. Yeah, for sure. We're we're live with spoilers. There is a few. The big one is the canon moments, plot twist, are uh, when you break a canon moment. We stop a canon moment. stop a canon moment. And this is what the multiversal crew is basically preventing yeah, his canon moments absolutely. from being stopped we didn't know that they it basically causes that world to kind of decompose and collapse on itself collapse in yeah it's interesting yeah. that isn't it it feels very we talked about reminiscent to like what they're talking about in the mcu with incursions and for sure worlds like crashing into each other for and sure. stuff i wonder w- what point that becomes a thing and so we see miles stop a, a canon moment in Mumbatton. In Mumbatton against uh, 
Gwen Stacy's kind of wish. She tries to stop him, but we think it's because she thinks it's too dangerous for him to do what he's about to do. But really, we find out later it's because he was stopping a cannon moment. And yeah, he was going to exactly. destroy the world. And so he gets brought back kind of in this weird, like, guest pass capacity <laughs> to the, or he got to, gets not brought back, brought into in some this guest pass capacity, the uh, Nueva York yeah, uh, it's world. Yeah, it's effectively to stop him canceling his zone. Yeah, basically, moment, they, they, right? they're pretending like he's joining the crew yeah. when really they're, they're there to imprison him to stop him from stopping a potential canon event that's going to happen in his world. So he's basically deemed too dangerous to be let go free to potentially stop his own dad from Which dying. Which isn't exactly explained why. Why what? Why, like why he would be more dangerous than anyone else? Like if he did, if they didn't say anything, he probably wouldn't have stopped. It. I think it's because he's an anomaly, and which no is another really spoiler. Knows, yeah, so which is big, another spoiler. The second big reveal is that Miles is technically an anomaly. Now, the spider that bites him in the first one has a number forty-two on it. Now, the interesting thing about that is that that is that spider was brought through from a different universe by Spot, by the character who who is. Prior to being Spot, before he becomes that, let me remember his name one second. That doesn't also Jon- make sense. Jonathan it? On. So when they were, so what happens was when they were trialing the machine in the first place before starting to help Kingpin, you know, do his master plan, yeah. they brought this thing through. Maybe it escaped. Who knows? And the spider that was supposed to turn Universe Forty Two's um, Peter Parker into Spider Man actually bites Miles, and that's mm. actually foreshadowed in the first one. And I didn't realize this until I watched back. So the scene where the spider comes down and bites Miles. It's actually like glitching as it's coming down. Uh, and I didn't realize that. And that's great. That I really great. like that. It shows it's been planned out. So we find out also that he is an anomaly. So we find out this later and that he's the reason as he's trying to escape and all the Spider-Men are chasing him. We find out also that his mentor, Peter B. Parker, his best friend and wannabe everyone girlfriend, knew. everyone knew and was planning on basically finding a plan to stop him from doing this question is what are they going to do with him well they have that's to wait. kind of a dark i have to wait for his canon moment then they can let him go back is that but... is that what they think is that yeah. or were they planning on doing something far worse i i you know what think... they do to ex- incursions in <laughs> loki yeah maybe yeah. i would think they would probably let him go back to his timeline because or... you find out that every world needs a spider-man that's yes. the point yes right every world needs a spider-man and he is now that world spider-man so he should go back yes but it's the case of he has to have his canon moment. Otherwise, the multiverse might start to break down. And they're worried that, uh, you know, he is going to not do it because of his anomaly state. Exactly. But what we actually find, I think, is hinted at. This yeah. is more into theorying, theoryville, is that once he makes the decision not to allow that and try and go pursue basically his what he deems is his canon moment, which is I can do both. I can save all the worlds yeah, yeah. and I can save my dad, which is kind of like the great subversion of you know, this whole trope, right? We start to see that another canon moment that's supposed to happen, which is Gwen and her dad mm. changes. Because Did you he notice decides that? to leave the force. Yeah, he leaves the force instead of becoming captain, so which is when she would kill. Yeah. When, when, she, when she would get him killed or he would get killed. So we start to realize, Gwen starts to realize maybe something's different. Exactly. Maybe the, what he's driving is a different chain of events that would never have eventuated anyway. Exactly. Um, maybe, maybe there are ways these things don't happen. I mean, yeah. maybe her dad does die eventually, but maybe, maybe she's avo- maybe it's th- not there's just different destiny. ways to avoid it. Yeah. By opening up to your family and telling them yeah. that this is the burden you're carrying, I really like that. And it was she a does good that. subversion of the character comic book trope. Totally. No one gets to know. Totally. Um, so yeah, that was that's pretty much all the spoilers except for at the very end. Well, I don't know actually. So what yeah. happens? So what happens is then 
Miles is chased by all the Spider-Mans in that fantastic action scene we were talking about. And he's actually outsmarted all of them because they're, they're, fly- they're effectively flying away on this spacey-wacy train type thing into the into the atmosphere. And he just, he bait and switches all the Spider-Mans, flies off, goes back to the their base and manages, Turns to, invisible hides. manages to get himself sent back to his reality. Yes. It's where they chase him. And there's this great, interesting chase scene through the streets of New York where you flip, he's flipping through. He's trying to get back to his bedroom. He gets back to his bedroom. And it's at this moment you find out something's not quite not right. Not quite right. So the real big spoiler of this, from my perspective, was, and I've got a question for you, is when he gets back there, he realizes the spider took him to the universe which the spider came from. So he got taken to universe 42 where the spider that bit him came from, not his own Because universe. that's a part of his DNA and the spider, spider recognized that DNA, Precisely. not his actual original DNA. And it's so good. And it's such... And I wanted, I wondered when you clocked this because I thought you clocked it before I did. I, I thought I clocked it. Then I just got confused. Right. But I was like, oh, they're in different worlds. You and then, I, but that. then, like Gwen was like, it, I was like, it looked like they were making her follow him. But that was the point, exactly. So, so then I pulled back Great and I was misdirect. like, well, are they in the same world? And then I was like, what's going on? And but we find out that basically Gwen figures this out too. Yeah, she figures out, oh shit, we need, and somebody hooks he's her. Gone somewhere. Yeah, he's right. gone somewhere else. I don't, I forget how she and figures it out. Well, she she figures it out by the fact that he's not in his room. He's not there. Oh, uh, below. Yeah. So she goes. You're right. She goes to his actual home. Yeah. Yeah. And ends up interacting with his parents. He yeah. goes to the world that he was supposed to his the, his original spiders from. Yeah, it's great. And discovers so good. So good. This is a Spider-Manless world. What has happened? And and the Miles Morales of that world is actually the Prowler. It's a, it, which was his uncle. It's a very cool <sighs> so reveal. So and he's a very thug life Prowler. Yeah, very. He's got like cornrows. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It's cool. I think really that Prowler is gonna fuck him up, dude. You'd think so, but like he's like got his little, his little electric powers and stuff. I think he's got a good chance. I mean, we know he's going to win, but my point we'll talk, is... We'll, talk about, that in, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But yeah. The thing I really liked about this whole thing was it was a real rug pull. And it's very, very rare that films get rug pulls right these days. Like, of, usually, usually, especially with Sony films, Christ, it's usually just in the trailer. Well, like, you look at the term, look at the most recent Terminator movie. John Connor was the Terminator in that. Mm. And it was like, it was just in the trailer. You're like, what? Like, you've just ruined the whole film for me. Whereas this, it, it's, and the, th- the fact that the last second as well helps. It's, it's not even, it's not even just that. It's not like, that's just like, that's kind of like trailer stuff and what you choose to reveal and not. Yeah. It's that it was like totally telegraphed. Like it, you, it wasn't a cheap reveal. Absolutely. It was telegraphed. And if you go back, you're like, oh, fuck, they hinted yeah, there, yeah. there, there, there. Like if you're an observant viewer and a viewer on rewatch sees many, many hints and foreshadowings towards the outcome that we get. Um, so when we think about a couple, it's like, you know, they mentioned every world needs a Spider-Man. This Now your world doesn't have one. Yeah. So what's going to yeah, happen yeah. there because of that? You talked about how the spider had the 42 and was glitching in the original. We talk about uh, all sorts of different areas. Like even the, like Gwen, I, my gut says he's right. Like you get like all these yeah. different kind yeah. of hints that of what's going to happen. Well, so I really liked how well architected it was. And it really does end on a phenomenal cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that got me about this. And everyone in the movie theater thought it was going to go for another two hours. It's yeah. interesting because... Which is so dumb. There was a rumor probably a year ago that it was going to be two parts. Well, and is. I'm really surprised that that managed to be somehow forgotten in the public, yeah. like, eye. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. Really great ending. And where they're all left. So Gwen's going after Miles to try and save him. Uh, Spider Punk gives gives her his uh, watch, effectively his yeah. 
his his transporter thing to other universes and she's she's got the old crew back together yeah she's got spider ham she's yeah. got uh spider-man noir she's got a few Did new ones he was we just didn't get we just didn't get, didn't get in nick cage yeah. i think he'll come back for the next one that's why i said it before so the uh there's a couple of new ones as well the cool part about that my favorite part about when it all went to shit was when Hobie, Spider Punk. What yeah, does he yeah. say before he dips out? Spider Punk. He's just he's he just like abides. He's like my, well done, bud. Like, my favorite bit is it's like something because he's anti-establishment. Yeah. Some, so. Someone says like you're just an anarchist, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. He, is. He, he just acknowledges it, but like once he decides to not enlist, yeah. like, it's almost like Spider Punk was like waiting for that to happen so he couldn't. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I agree, and then he just dips yeah, out because he's like, I'm out. Like he doesn't yeah. want to do it anymore. He's I like, really like that. Yeah, it was really, it was a really cool moment. I had a question for you though, based off this ending. So one thing that is very clear and is made clear by Gwen early on in the film is that when a Gwen Stacy gets too close to a Spider-Man, she usually dies, and that's comic book canon for many, many years. Now I feel the or whole a Spidey. I feel it could be either yeah, one because yeah. it's because it's role reversal completely. And I, but I think the whole point of these movies is going to be that this these are the peoples who break the canons. These are the ones who prove that Spider Man yeah, is bigger than the canon. That's where they're headed. Yeah. And my question for you is going to be: Do you think yeah. Gwen will die or some something else? No, I think they'll. I think they'll live. I think it will be a. Uh, it will be a weird. I don't think that they'll be able to hang out. Yeah. I think that the multiverse thing stands. Right, that's a pretty she, big if tenant. She, if she keeps the watch, she can go where she wants. Yeah, maybe. The The bit is then, that leads nicely into the conversation about incursions. Mm. So when two universes collide, yes. or someone goes to a universe they shouldn't be in, within the MCU, yes. that's when you get these incursions where they crash together and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. I think we're going to get some sort of live crossover here. There's it feels very much like this is aiming towards there being some sort of live Miles Morales who's going to end up in the MCU who could end up saving everything. I don't disagree. I just, cause like, I think there's also an element of, they kind of just restarted Spider-Man in the last yeah. movie. And I thought, well, this is exciting. We're going to get like almost like a new version of Spider-Man when no one knows him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They can kind of restart that, but we're talking, they might, we're talking no way we're home. We're talking no way home. They might just delay that because it doesn't feel like Tom Holland's in any rush. He doesn't want to make to another do movie. anything. Yeah, and you know that could pass in five years, but right now it's pretty clear he doesn't want it. Yeah, so you 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 can insert a Miles Morales be great. into that, and it, also, and it fits into the broader MCU of incursions. Yeah. Like I yeah. I kind of agree. Also, they literally use the thing from the 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 sacred timeline image from yeah, they Loki. Did. And I said that to you <laughs> almost. Yeah, as well. Sorry, the big thing is as well in uh, secret. Secret Wars, Secret Wars, the one yeah. that built, the one they're building towards. Miles Morales is a massive part of that comic book. He's huge. Go. He's one of the main characters in so it. What the fuck are they gonna do with all these other characters that great, have nothing great, to do with the storyline? Great question. Because it's all gonna be X Men, all people from the last phase. There's literally none of the characters it's in a this war, story. Though. It's a war though, so a lot of them will die. Good. Yeah, well, I'm fine with that. I'm way happy with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like none of these new storylines are at all connected to any of this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them are kind of erroneous. Some of them might not even be on the same earth we've been watching the whole time. We just don't know it. Like, that's very Rick and Moy. I feel like that would be interesting. But no, because Wong is involved with, like, the rings. Okay, so the ones he's not in, the ones yeah. that Wong is not in are not on our earth. There you go. Let's say that. Okay, fair enough. Let's get rid of those goddamn Eternals immediately. Yeah. Well, then, let me just give you a couple of quick bits before we wrap up then, DL. I want to mention to you a couple of fun cameos. 
things that sort of stand out and were really big for me. And I want to know your thoughts too. Donald Glover gets a live action role in this. <laughs> now he's actually in the first Spider-Man movie in the MCU as Aaron Davis, who ends up in the Prowler. And in this, it is very clearly indicated that he became the Prowler and he's locked up in some storage thing within there. It's great. It's yeah. a really fun call out. There's also clips from the Andrew Maguire and sorry, no, from the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire movies. movies. In the direct, m- direct yeah. clips from oh, them. They own it, yeah. As part of the canon. Love that. Lego Spider-Man. That's cool. And there's actually a really nice meta second reference in that. The voice actor for that is Yuri Lowenthal. Who's the Spider-Man from the PS4 or 5 video games? Ooh, I, I really like that. that. J.K. Simmons, another link to all these universes. He is back as J. Jonah Jameson. He's in a couple of the universes, especially the Lego one. And my favorite call-out, and I think this is in the trailers, favorite call-out is when Nueve, New- Nueve York's Spider-Man 2099 calls out Earth 999999 which is the MCU and Doctor Strange for doing his stupid stuff. I what love he, what that. does he say? Is it Earth Nine? That, that yeah, is. A, I, he, I had a feeling it was. He's a bit like that nerd from Earth nineteen and Doctor Strange, and he's like, "Who's Doctor Strange?" Sounds like he shouldn't be practicing medicine. It's great. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's so subtly done. But the best thing is, it is bringing these universes slightly close together. And the, the final fun co- cameo I was going to say was. I didn't actually have any ideas because I've not seen the Venom films. I've seen I've seen the first one. Sorry, mm. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. The bit where Spot pops into the real world and he's talking to like an Asian grocer and she's just yeah, she's from it. Venom. Yeah. She's from the Venom movies, yeah. and I was like, oh hell, that's that's who and, that and was. And she's like, and that's the joke. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're you're not surprised by this. She's like, nah, I see, I see the shit, shit all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's great. It's f- some really great cameras. They're just a couple I really liked. Shall we wrap up with some truffles trivia? Do it to it. Let's do it. True or false trivia Phil Lord and Christopher Miller revealed that they told Sony the sequel would be exactly the same size as Spider-Verse. Is that true or is that false? False. It's true. It actually ended up having the largest crew of any animated movie ever with around a thousand people working on it. Mm. Can you believe a thousand people working on it? bigger. That's crazy numbers. Yeah. Think about having to pay all those people. That's no, nuts. I just think, I thought it would be. You said it's the same size. I thought it'd be bigger. I, was, I didn't know that there was the, that was how big the first one. Was. This is significantly larger yeah. in like yeah. in a good way yeah. and well worth it. I would say. All right, at a runtime of 140 minutes, this is the second longest animated movie to date. Only four minutes off Consuming Spirits from 2012. Is it true or is that false? False. It is false. It's actually the longest of. <laughs> I must guess, bro. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's long. Like yeah. it is a long film. You're in for a ride when you sit down for this. And it was like ending in a way where I was like, "Fuck, there's still gonna be another hour and a half." Yeah, that's why. That's what I was yeah. like. Well, yeah. everyone thought that, didn't yeah. they? Last mm-hmm. one. Oscar Isaac is playing his fourth Marvel character in this film. Is that true or is that false? He wasn't in the MCU before Moon Knight. In Marvel, not the MCU. Just in Marvel movies. Oh, then you're right. He's in some other one. You've done this to me before. True. This is actually a trick question. Yeah. It, it's actually false. It's actually his fifth. Oh. But only by a technicality, right? Uh-huh. So you've got... Uh, he's uh, Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. That's he's the one I forgot. 2099 Spider-Man Miguel O'Hara. He is three characters in Moon Knight. <laughs> he is Mark Spector, he's Stephen Grant, and he is the third guy who he's he's uh 
shown to be at the very end, which I believe is called Jake Lockley when he's the ex-mercenary. That's cheating, the guy though. It's all, I actually was going to say he's that one character that counts as one. He's the the X-Men one you talked about, too. Yeah. He is... Miguel O'Hara. He's Miguel O'Hara. And then he is Spider-Man that died in the first one. Is he? No, that's wrong. That's not... That's uh, Pretty Chris sure Pine. it's his voice. It's Chris Pine. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You were tricked! Ha ha ha! Ultimately, right, I bloody loved this film. It, it, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was laughing. I was, I was into it. The personalities, the characters really shone through. It was really, really fantastic. Phenomenal. DL, do you want a couple of bits of correspondence before we wrap up? Hit me with it. If you guys want to get in touch with the show, hit us up at PodcastSemble on Instagram or thepodcastsemble at gmail.com. Find us on our website, www.podcastsemble.com. We are there. So are our contact details, just like friend of the show Tom did. Friend of the show Tom, he is psyched. Psyched, psyched, psyched for the Flash movie. He says he's most excited to see Michael Keaton return as Batman. He thinks it's going to go, in quotations, hard. DL... Are you psyched by Michael Keaton returning to the Batman role? You've asked me this before. I know. And I'm, you know, I'm sure it's good. I just, it's hard for me to believe. He's, he's old. He is a bit older he's nowadays. Old. Yeah. He's got a bit of a wig on there as well in this film. Have you seen the wig? It's pretty, pretty good wig. I haven't seen the wig. It fills out all the bits that aren't filled. Why Let's say he, that much. Why would he have a wig? Why not? He's okay. Batman. I don't know. Batman can afford it. Yeah. We also, 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 also got sent by friend of the show, Charlie. Thank you, friend of the show, Charlie. We really appreciate it. Did we hear about Futurama returning to Hulu getting a date? So apparently, Futurama will return to Hulu on the 24th of July. Mm. Did you like Futurama growing up? Did I like it? I watched it. I enjoyed it when I watched it. It was kind of like The Simpsons for me. It's like when it's on, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I didn't go back to back. Family Guy would be like one where I watched religiously. There you go. Didn't watch it. But, you know, it was good. It's funny. Fry. I loved Futurama. Yeah. I used to fire through those episodes. It's yeah. so, 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 so good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, guys, again, DL, do you want to let them know where they can hit us up? They can hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com can't believe i got it right you got it right for once one for one guys um, thanks for joining us today yeah thank you so much for your time thanks for jumping on leave a review leave a leave a five star review thank you please do and until next time tommy laters gators Tally ho.